Hello everyone, welcome to Avatar, where everyone can learn about art. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, I forgot to, to say the date. Today is February uh, 11th from 2022. And I'm very excited to record this new episode because today we're going to talk about... My favorite movie for the moment, my comfort movie, that is Encanto. I hope you have already seen this movie because I'm going to give some, a lot of spoilers in this episode. So if you don't want to get spoiled, you could watch the movie first because I'm going to be talking about the, you know, the general trauma, the characters. Uh, music, you know, uh, everything we, we always talk about in, uh, I was about to say in this podcast, but it was in my, my last podcast. Anyway, you know, background design, everything related to, to art, you know, that not only we have to focus on the, the visual art, that in this case is the animation, uh, we only have, uh, we, o- we also need to focus on the other types of art like the music the you know the writers the story uh, all of this i think it is as important as the the animation because all of these characteristics are the one that that makes this movie so so special uh, at least uh, for me so first of all i want to focus on giving credit to the main cast of the movie. I will love to give credit to anyone who was related to the creation of this movie, but to be honest, I don't have enough time. But you can always look, well, search for all of the people involved in this on Google and you can watch all of the animators and people, you know, related to the design and etc. that aported uh, something to the movie. So, first of all, we have the directors that are Jared Bush and Byron Howard. <laughs> and the story was, cre- was created by Jared Bush, Byron Howard, Charisse Castro-Smith, Jason Hand, Nancy Cruz, and Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, also, Lin-Manuel Miranda was involved also in the creation of the music, along with Germaine Franco. You may know Lin-Manuel Miranda by creating the... Because, sorry, <laughs> he was the creator of the music uh, in Hamilton, you know, this famous musical. And I was really impressed because I'm a he I'm a big fan of musicals but I think I've never watched Hamilton so I'm not sure what this musical is about uh, it looks related to history I'm not sure maybe that's why I've never watched it because I'm not interested in musicals that are related to to history I like I don't know new new stories or with magic or something uh, I think that's why I like this movie a lot because this movie is a musical and it has good animation and it is related to to magic magic people <laughs> so uh, that maybe that's why I like this movie a lot so the main characters are a family magic family 
and they are conformed by the grandmother. Everyone calls her abuela, her name is Alma, and she has triplets, and their names are Peppa, Bruno, and Julieta. Peppa married with a guy named Felix, and she had three kids, two boys and one girl. Uh, they are not triplets, but they are three, which is interesting. And Julieta married with a guy named Agustin. And they also had three kids. Uh, also, they are not triplets. But it is interesting how they always have like three kids. Uh, I've heard that some people think that three is the is a lucky number. So maybe that's that is why they got gifts, you know, magic. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not sure. So everyone in the family has uh, powers. Well, besides the, the abuela and the protagonist that is Mari Mirabel. <laughs> Sorry, I always call her Maribel. I don't know why. Maybe I'm more used to that name. I'm not sure, but her name is Mirabel. And we can see her story and how the well the pressure that she had because she had no gift. And you know, this movie is also about generational trauma. So the abuela was like putting the 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 worth of every member of the family based on their gifts and how they could help the community with their gifts. So imagine that someone of the family has no gift. That person it is not special then. It is not useful for the community. So nobody wants them around, especially the, the abuela, because she's the like the leader of the community. So she doesn't like people who doesn't have gifts. Well, in their family, I guess the rest of the, the town is okay without gifts. I don't know. But we can see different types of, of trauma uh, in the different characters of this movie. And it is really interesting to watch. You relate a lot with the, with the characters, which is a bad thing, like I said with the Mitski songs, <laughs> because they all have traumas. So... <laughs> Uh, it is not a nice thing to, to relate about. So I think my favorite character is Bruno. He did have a gift. You know, he's one of the triplets. And he could see the future. But for some reason, people didn't like him to, to see their future because they thought that Bruno was like creating bad scenarios for the future for them for some reason. I mean, leave him alone. He's just watching, watching the future. He he doesn't control anything related to to your future. Calm down. So I was really mad when they were rude with Bruno because she's so uh, sorry. He is so cute. He's small, even when he is like fifty years old. <laughs> but he he is small to me. Ah, uh, he's really superstitious about bad luck and he likes to make rituals well you know where he can see the future and he likes to touch wood because you know some people also say that touching wood makes you uh, lucky makes you like make the bad energy go away and he also always carries sugar and salt and he throws it at people to, I don't know, 
purify them for some reason. You know, they, those are believe it, beliefs that we have here in Mexico. Really interesting. So like I said, the, the abuela was giving them their approval by how they could help the community. But Bruno, even when he had a gift, he wasn't helping at all. He was just making people mad, even when it was not his fault. So he decided to go away when he saw a vision of the future of Mirabel, where he saw that she was maybe responsible of damaging the, the the family and the house but you know it was not the truth but because he also thought that Mirabel was uh, going to be able to change her future with her decisions it was not a clear future but like everyone expected like the worst from Bruno always so he decided to not tell anyone about that vision because He, he knew that they would do something to Mirabel. So I'm glad that he did that. Uh, that maybe that's why I love him. <laughs> because he's so protective. I don't know. But yeah, you relate a lot with the characters. We have Luisa and Isabella. That are the two, two of the three kids of Julieta and Agustin. And Luisa has this pressure to to do everything for the community because she is strong super strong so she's always working and helping and she never have a break uh, she has a really beautiful song that is called surface pressure where she talks about how she felt that pressure to To be the one who carries with the, the boundaries of the family. So you relate a lot with this character, especially the older siblings for some reason. I've seen a lot of TikToks where older siblings cry when they when they heard this song. And then we have Isabella that is the child of In the Middle. And her trauma... <laughs> is that she always, uh, well, everyone always expect, expect her to be perfect, to be flawless. She always do the best for the family. She always almost married a man that she didn't love for the family. Can you imagine that? How, how traumatic that can be for, for, for her? Um, I don't know, but at the end, she's able to, to sing all her problems out and to talk with Mirabel about how she felt the pressure of always be perfect and not being herself. And to she's able to grow plants and flowers, etc., everything related to plants. And at the beginning, we see her always creating beautiful uh, flowers, colorful things, but... Uh, at the end, we can see her be, be free and creating things that she always liked to. Uh, we can see a cactus, uh, carnivorous plants. I don't know. I love her. I think she is my favorite character of the movie. And then Bruno. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I just love them so much. Then on the other side, we have the... The kids of Peppa and Felix. 
First, we have Dolores, that her gift is to always hear everything, even when she's a mile away, like the song says. Uh, she could hear everything in, in the community, in the town, even when she sometimes doesn't want to, because the director said that maybe sometimes uh, she cannot control what, what she hears. So she got in trouble uh, for this in the movie, Uh, she's really cute. I think she, her trauma could be that she always, well, I think the abuela always told her to be, to be quiet and to not gossip because like she could hear anything. She could tell everyone about any gossip on the town. So she's always like talking in a small volume, <laughs> you know, because I think she's scared of talking too much. I don't know. I just feel bad for her because she is also one of my favorite characters. Her voice is so precious. Uh, she sings beautifully. So I'm sad that she's not able to to explore her gift. And I also think that it is not the best gift at all because you can hear everything. Imagine how her head is always with all that noise. I would get crazy if I had her gift. So then we have uh, Camilo that he, he called shapeshift into anyone. So he's presented as the, the funny cousin of the, of the family. You know, we always have a, a fun cousin who is always making jokes. But I think his trauma may be that when you are able to to sh shape shift into different persons, so maybe you could lost your real yourself, you know, your personality and maybe how you really look. I read some interesting theories uh, where people said that Camilo is not, well, doesn't have his real face, that he shape shift her sorry his face to make the the abuela proud and to be like a, a pretty boy so it was an interesting theory uh i like him he's not that he doesn't have like that much screen time on the movie so we don't we are not able to see his real thoughts and personality but he's really fun and In the song, we don't talk about Bruno. He has a really uh, impressive part where he sings and uh, it's like the best part of the song. So, and then we have the little one, Antonio Toñito. He's five years old and in the movie, he just got his gift and he's able to talk with the animals. And thanks to that gift, he was able to discover that Tio Bruno never left uh, the, the house, the casita. So I think that the gifts of those kids were not the best, to be honest. Uh, I think all of those gifts can cause, I don't know, some kind of mental damage. Because imagine being able to talk to the animals, but everyone in the town uh, eat meat. So you can hear when they scream because they are people are murdering him or something. I don't know. I I just don't, really don't want to to imagine this because that will be horrible. So all of these aspects combined make it my favorite movie of of the time. 
Uh, I like to see that that lot of generational uh, trauma. I watch. I'm going to leave the some links of YouTube videos that I've watched, where people, well, therapists talk about the different traumas of the of the madrigals. I'm going to leave it on the descriptions because they are really interesting. Uh, I've been watching the videos of Georgia Doe. Uh, she's a therapist and she reacts and analyze the different traumas that the madrigals can have. So uh, it is really interesting to watch her videos. Uh, I really like them. So I'm going to leave the link to her channel in the description so you can enjoy enjoy them too. So the animation of this movie is just precious. It, it is, uh, like I said, the power of Isabella that she's able to grow plants and roses and flowers. In the animation where she's creating the flowers is just so beautiful. And also when Camilo is shape, shape, shape shifting into different people, it is like so fluent. I don't know. I really like the, this animation. It is really clean. And uh, I don't know. The character design is also perfect because uh, Disney is the, the creator well well the company that created this movie. And we know that Disney can be kind of uh, racist and they like to fit into the stereotypical roles and looks of people. But here we are able to, to see people with dark skin as protagonists. And we can see tough women. Luisa, that she's super strong. She's, uh, she's beautiful. And uh, I've read, well, the animators of the movie said that Disney wasn't very into making Luisa above women because they wanted to make her like a regular woman, you know, skinny and uh, perfect skin. You know, Disney, <laughs> uh, like a Disney princess. But the animators uh, fought, fight. <laughs> To give her like a strong and buff. And I think that was a really good choice from the animators. I don't want to give credit to Disney because they didn't want to make her that way. So I'm going to thank to the animators. I, I love you animators. Thanks for making this movie better. With more, with you know, different body types. And we can also see that, for example, in the marriage of Peppa and Felix, Peppa is taller than, than Felix. And I just love the, the dynamic of the women being taller because, you know, uh, Disney uh, on past people, people, sorry, in past movies, they always want the, the men to be taller and bigger and stronger than the women. But here we can see that the... The, the marriages of Peppa and Felix and Julieta and Agustin are very healthy. I think that we need that kind of representation on TV so everyone can have this concept of, of a healthy relationship instead of the old Disney movies where the princesses uh, marry the men who only met in one day. I mean, that that's ridiculous. I like more Disney concept of having a healthy and loving relationship with, with each other.
So I think that's it for today's episode because I think I've talked a lot. Uh, I know that I didn't talk about art. Well, the plot can be considered part of art, you know, uh, writing. But in the next episode, I want to talk about the music because the music is excellent, it's precious. And... I don't know, maybe the color palette of the character uh, designs and the background designs. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm going to make uh, notes so I, I don't forget what I want to say. And I think we'll leave it for, from here for today's episode. Thank you for being here uh, today, listening to this uh, early podcast. I know that I always upload my episodes on... Sunday, but today I I had free time, you know, from the from my job and from the school, so I went I wanted to take advantage of that free time, uh, because otherwise I will not be able to record the the episode until Sunday. So thank you for listening to this to this new episode. Uh, I hope you had enjoyed talking about this beautiful movie, and we will see you in the next time in Avatar because uh, <laughs> I was about to say because I never felt so good sorry sorry I, I forgot that we changed it uh, we will see you well we'll we will hear us in the next episode of Avatar where everyone can learn about art bye <laughs>